to the Small Business Reflections podcast. My name is Travis Van Dusen. I'm back here with Brian Reeve today, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. We're uh, we're good. I was I was going to say something about like you know it being Halloween, but we dropped this later. Then that may be confusing to people. Yeah. So as of today, it's <laughs> Halloween, but this will be dropping in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. Great, great start here. So today uh, we've got a very, uh, I think, a very interesting topic to, to to lean into. It's the common misconceptions about employee benefits, and we're really leaning in on how should small businesses think about their employee benefits. Over the last couple of podcasts that we've released, we've really focused in on uh, benefits as a whole, primarily because you know this is something that that upstream really is focused on providing service to. This is one of a, a couple of services that we provide that we'll be kind of leaning into on this podcast in the coming weeks and months. But today we really want to focus in on the common misconceptions of benefits. Brian, I know you've been in this business for a while now, and I know you've heard it all as far as uh, questions and, and, and concerns people have when it comes to benefits. And for a lot of people, they get kind of crazy. They get kind of... Uh, they get nervous when you start talking about this stuff. And for a lot of people who are going to be listening to this podcast, this is their first time really uh, becoming involved in this in, in benefits. This is their first time uh, doing it on an empo- as an employer. So, uh, Brian, what, what are some of your thoughts on uh, the misconceptions that employees employers have? Hey, certainly, there's a lot out there um, for sure. But I think just in general employers have a kind of an incorrect viewpoint or perspective on employee benefits Um, you know maybe perhaps uh, they're doing it begrudgingly Uh, they view it as kind of a necessary evil which i would argue that's not the best way uh, to to go about it and look at it Uh, you know in full full disclosure that's exactly how i looked at it uh, for a long period of time. And the crazy thing is, is that I actually help small companies start and manage employee benefits. Mm. And so here I am in a space where I'm viewing it kind of as a negative piece uh, when I'm trying to get them to actually uh, put those things in place. So I, I wasn't helping myself out or them. But then I quickly realized that uh, viewing it in a negative light, um, you know, was taking place for many reasons, whether it's uh, viewed as complex, and which we'll talk about as one of the misconceptions, but they just view it in kind of a negative way. I just had a phone call uh, with a potential client a couple weeks ago, and she was thanking me of how easy I made the process and how how easy it is to work with my team because she absolutely dreaded uh, the benefits conversation, putting it in place, and she was just really concerned about so many things, and so we were able to kind of uh, take that out of her hands and, and ease her mind. So I think just generally speaking, employers look at things just really incorrectly. And if they just change that viewpoint a little bit, things can get drastically better. Yeah, I think one of the things here at Upstream that we do exceptionally well is there's a no pressure uh, sales approach to the process. So it's more about educating people than it is about actually making the sale. And like you, like we've had discussions before, there's been many times where you you or you have decided that you know they didn't need that benefit or, or you advised them in a different way, which is could be way different than a lot of other companies approach it from a 
a sales perspective of it's just not reaching a quota. It's about making sure it's a right fit and it's the right time. So what are some of those uh, employee benefits that people view uh, poorly? Yeah, so I think one of the first misconceptions is kind of what you started to, to hit on there is that uh, this thought process of I'm too small to offer benefits. Um, and so we hear that all the time. Folks call in and they've been told by other advisors that, uh, that they can't offer things. There has to be a minimum of enrollment. And that is true on some certain benefits. Uh, life insurance perhaps has the requirement of being in business for two years or there's a, a minimum of enrollment of two. Same thing with disability. Um, you know, dental and vision generally have uh, enrollment requirements of participation of two, two people or 75% of, of eligibles. But health insurance um, is different. And so mm -hmm. you can put a health insurance group policy in place um, and you can have just one person enrolled. And so we do see owners who have just started their business or you know have been them for a little while and they'll put that health insurance benefit in place. Now, there is uh, certain providers that won't allow that. You'll have to have more than one, uh, but Blue Cross Blue Shield North Carolina, uh, one of our uh, health insurance providers that we work with, does allow a business owner of one as long as you're structured in a particular way. So technically, you, you can have things of a group of one it doesn't always make perfect sense to necessarily put in a policy as a group of one. Um, it, so that's a kind of a different story, but um, you can have it in place for sure. Interesting. Interesting. So what are some of the, uh, I mean, obviously you've worked with a lot of small businesses and you know, they, they come up with this idea that they've got a, that they're, they're not sure if they, they can, they can qualify for benefits, but what, what makes you unique as far as your ability to be able to take on these small businesses? Yeah, so that's a big difference between us and a lot of other advisors. Uh, we get phone calls all the time where someone has connected with an advisor like myself, uh, an insurance agent, sometimes we're referred to as, and they're told that, hey, you know, you're just too small to manage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, big uh, advisory firms, big insurance agencies want big companies because generally we're compensated through commissions and uh, having more employees enrolled on the plan, bigger commission makes sense to them. Uh, but really we've got a structure in place where uh, sometimes we actually forfeit the commission altogether and charge a service fee. Uh, service fee ranges sometimes based on the size of the group, but uh, it's certainly uh, a manageable fee for having our services and our platforms and all the things that we do. Um, and we ask companies, you know, what's your goal? Uh, if you're trying to attract that very first employee, then perhaps maybe you need to put something in place so you have it ready for them to walk in the door. Um, but we certainly can help small companies really get down to that one person uh, to, to manage their benefits. And like I said, sometimes it doesn't make sense uh, if their budget doesn't allow it. Uh, but then sometimes we see employers, uh, for example, if they live in our county, which is Wake County, uh, on the individual side, they may have only access to a limited network plan, mm -hmm. but they want a broader network, and you can get that on the group side. Uh, now, that's county by county kind of specific, but a lot of times the small group is really a better option for them than the individual side. And, of course, if they're trying to attract and grow, they need to put things in place that are ready for those 
those employees when they come. Yeah, like I said earlier on, you know, with this idea of being able to have an, a, a no pressure approach, really the, the for any small business owner out there who's asking the question of do do benefits fit for me now? Should I do it? It's it's a simple it's simple as scheduling a phone call with That's someone right. here at Upstream just to, just to walk through it, and then we would be able to tell you pretty quickly if you know hey, yes, a good fit, or you know what, this is what you should do. Maybe there's another option that's outside of uh, upside of what we can provide, but that's all about getting uh, small business owners to the right uh, the right answer. That's right. We're focused on education. I mean, I'm a sales guy, so I like a sale. That's for sure. Of course, sure. yeah. <laughs> but the reality is, is I'll stay on the phone as long as you need me to to help you understand that. Um, and one of the misconceptions that we see uh, frequently are that all benefits are, are expensive and really there's not much of a return on investment. And that's certainly something that we hear uh, when we communicate to folks. But the reality is, is that, you know, when we talk about things that are expensive, um, nobody likes health insurance. Nobody likes paying those monthly premiums. And if I'm going to be completely honest, they are kind of expensive. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to look at it not from just it's expensive, but you also have to view it from what could it cost me. So, for example, this year uh, I had... Um, I've been chasing this situation with my foot. I've got a nerve issue that I finally have gotten fixed through surgery. But there's been tests and all kinds of different things leading up to this. And um, I actually met my out-of-pocket maximum uh, right before my surgery. And so, yes, this has been a kind of $7,500 expensive year for me mm -hmm. for health insurance. But when I sat down the other day and added up some of those bills... I'm looking more at about 40000 that it would have cost me without health insurance. And so I can afford the 7500 mostly, but uh, the 40000 is not doable. Right. And so it would have been a whole lot more expensive to not have it. And so we, we got to keep that in mind, that there, there are good things that come from it. There is a return on investment. And, you know, you really need to be thinking about what's, what's important to your your company, to your people that you've employed. If they think benefits are important, then benefits are important, and it's an expense you're just going to need to get over. Um, and so there is a return on investment there because if you're trying to attract people or retain people and you don't have benefits, then what are you spending on uh, turnover? And right. I know, Travis, you've, you've kind of dealt with that a little bit here lately with uh, companies helping them try to understand those things, but turnover is expensive. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable when you really get into the uh, the data of what uh, what the damage, how much damage turnover can create in any any company. Uh, not just the fact uh, that you're losing someone, but the fact that you have to retrain someone. Uh, you know, recently I was working with a company that and uh, that company had a recruiter, and I was working working with that recruiter, and the uh, the amount of money that was spent was, I mean, it was a couple thousand dollars before they finally got their recruiting stuff dialed in and they started getting candidates that actually made sense and getting people in the door. Um, the amount of work that was put in, the amount of uh, pressure that was put onto the management team. Um, in fact, that the, the management team was not even leading the team because they were so focused on trying to get new people in the door. Then, Not to mention, once you get them in the door, now you have to train them and now you have to kind of indoctrinate them into your way of doing things um you know so you look at those investments but you know one of the things that you taught me a long time ago brian 
when we talk about benefits is that oftentimes companies look at benefits as, as a standalone deal where really they should be viewed as part of the compensation package of an employee. And, and I think that's one of the mistakes that we still make. Because even me, I, when I think about it, I look at my compensation as what is in my paycheck. But the reality is as you're adding benefits as a company, you're actually adding compensation for your employees. I mean, you're paying a percentage of the health insurance, but you're adding in potentially uh, you know, HSA plans. You're adding in other opportunities with life, life policies. All this is considered part of their compensation package. And so companies need to stop thinking about it as, oh, this is something I'm just adding on and start looking at it, especially in today's world. It's just another part. It's just a part of the compensation package. A lot of people look at a lot of people walk into new jobs just expecting it to be there. Right. I I think, uh, you know, we had a recent hire about a year ago. That's about as recent as we can get. We we generally don't lose folks, but we do bring folks in. But. Um, I sat down and just kind of calculated the total cost. And so you as the employee receive that paycheck, you know, let's say for 50 uh, each year, but then on my side to recruit you took 2000 uh, to uh, get the equipment in front of you, the computer, the desk, the stuff, the headset takes another two or 3000. Uh, and then one of the hidden costs is now I have to have one of my active employees yeah. kind of, part-time gig of training you so what is you know what is my girl giving up to train the new girl and it it's just a tremendous amount of cost and so okay maybe you made 50 but really it took me 65 to get you through your first year exactly and so and i tell companies all the time because they're like well gosh i can't add benefits because um you know i'm paying them 50 and then by the time i put that in we're at 65 and i say hey look it would be better to lower the salary, bring in benefits to get back to maybe a middle ground there instead of 65, let's go to 55 or 60. And so, and show the total compensation, show your people exactly what it costs to have them. And we could go on forever. The softwares that you have in place for adding that seat on the bus and it just goes forever. And so looking at it from that perspective is just a better way to yeah. view it. And then lastly, you know, Dental Envision uh, Life Insurance, uh, is nowhere near the cost of health insurance. I just showed a group the other day, uh, had, had four folks in the group. Um, they wanted to put in a small $25,000 term life insurance policy uh, for their group. It was $19. Yeah. And so, which is really nothing, but the perspective on the other side is that you're taking care of me in case that I've, I'm not around anymore. And so just a really small investment for sure. Um, misconception number three, I think that a lot of companies have, a lot of small companies have about employee benefits is that we have to somehow match what a bigger company is doing. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes we have executives that have decided to step out on their own, start their own business. And the first thing they think is I got to have the exact same package that I had that I left this massive uh, multi-billion dollar uh, or trillion dollar company that I was with. And so, uh, one, you you shouldn't try to be something you're not. Right. Play to your strengths. You're a small business. You can move quickly, efficiently, make good decisions, um, include a small team of people to help you make those decisions. So stop trying to be that company that you're not. I think when I first started Upstream, uh, I'd get on the phone and I would say, uh, 
you know, we and my team. And so really, you and the dog, right? Yeah, it was me and the dog. And so, uh, you know, me and Sadie, uh, my English bulldog, as I look at her and say, yeah, man, you're part of the team. And so uh, my cheapest employee so far by, by a long slot shot. Uh, but, you know, just stop trying to be something you're not. Um, I tell people all the time, we're a small local company. You're calling a local number. Um, in fact, my mother may answer the phone because she needed some work. And uh, you're going to get me most of the time. And so we're small. We want to stay small. And if you're looking for kind of that 1-800 number automated system, maybe we're just not a good fit. And so be what you're, you know, be what you are um, for sure. Stop trying to be something bigger. And you can't compete, you know. You just really can't compete on perhaps what they're spending on benefits. But I think one of the kind of misconception inside this misconception uh, that I have to be like a big company is that somehow cost for a small business is more expensive than a big business. And we hear that all the time. And that's just not true. Because uh, think about it this way. When you show up to the doctor's office, they don't ask you who you work for. They ask for your insurance card. Right. And so an MRI costs what an MRI costs. A doctor's uh, prescribing a medication costs what it costs. It doesn't matter who you work for. So big company is paying those exact same prices. Now, there are things that they can do that small companies typically can't do, uh, but it's not really a big deal. It's things like they can um, you know, require certain things or they can self-insure, they can carve out certain medications, uh, which I believe that to be way too complex for no good reason. Um, and so it's just an area that you don't necessarily uh, need to go into. Um, you know, and the other benefit of being a small company um, and why you shouldn't be concerned about being a big company is that, you know, you've got a small team that can help you make those decisions. Let your employees in. Stop trying to yeah. put them on the outside. You know, you've got a group of people that are trying to make this work. And why don't you sit down with them and actually consult and see what they have to th say? You know, Travis, we just left a meeting with our team. And uh, one of the questions that I asked was like, what do you need? You know, what's, is there any bottlenecks? Is there any issues? What's going on? Because I want to hear from them. I want to understand what's, what's happening on, and their, their level. And the other thing that we try to tell folks that, you know, you don't want to be like a big company. In fact, you should, you should start small um, and then you grow from there, especially because it's a big chunk uh, to put in a health insurance plan. But you got to start somewhere, and that's what people want. But start small, kind of add and grow um, each year as you move along. Yeah, and I think most for most people who who are coming from uh, you know coming into the business world and are working for small companies, I, I think there's an understanding that not everything's going to look the same. Especially someone who's coming from the corporate world. I mean, I'm coming from the corporate world now. Now coming to more of a small coming to a small business world, um, things look way different from a lot of different perspectives. But at the same time, uh, there are so many advantages to being small. Uh, even when you think about benefits, there's the, there's there's so many little things that you can you can engage with your employees on such a deeper level. Um, you can actually sit down and one on one and ask them directly, like you said, Brian. You know, what do you need? What do you want? Those things get lost in the weeds in, in a company of four or five hundred people. Um, so make sure that you're taking that using that as an advantage because uh, too many times I think small business leaders don't take advantage of the fact that their team is small and that they have that um, ability to be available and to be approachable um, to knowing what they need. So, I mean, just take advantage of that. Yeah, 
Misconception number four we hear uh, quite a bit. Our, our benefits are complex and time-consuming. Um, and I think that kind of that complexity is driven by that lack of, um, you know, concern or looking at benefits uh, begrudgingly. I go back to my earlier example about the lady who, who really didn't want to have the conversation. So if we ignore something, we don't stay educated, we don't stay up on it, yeah, it's going to be complex. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but the reality is, I tell people all the time, uh, insurance is insurance, right? If it's insurance on your car, you get that. You know, there's maybe a deductible and you get something fixed. So insurance all works the same way. Uh, sometimes it looks a little bit different, but it works the same. And insurance can be kind of complex if you're avoiding it. And it can be time-consuming if you're procrastinating on things. But the reality is, is that you don't have to be alone. Um, you know, that's what we do for a living is we help small companies start and manage employee benefits. And so we're interested in trying to take that complexity out. Uh, we don't want to make it harder for you. We want to make it easier. And we tell folks all the time that if you can read my email, uh, follow the steps that I outline, this is how this is going to go. And so um, just work with me. Don't, don't try to make this harder. Mm -hmm. uh, let's do this together. And I can guarantee you that it will not be as complex or as time-consuming as you ever thought uh, because we're going to do that for you and manage that on our side. The software that we got makes it really easy. Uh, the, our people are great educators, and so we try to take really good care of you. I think the last kind of misconception was, uh, you know, really dancing around that advisor uh, as well. We hear this all the time that, hey, um, I'm not really happy with my advisor, and I think I can get a better cost. I think that I can get better benefits. And the one thing that we tell them is that uh, you will not get a different cost uh, as long as you give me the same data uh, for the same benefit. And so, you know, you can't get a plan from me for Blue Cross Blue Shield North Carolina, for example, and then go ask another agent for the exact same plan, give them the exact same data, and they'll spit out a reduced cost. It just doesn't work that way. Actually, there's way more government intervention than we know about. Uh, you know, the insurance providers usually have to submit uh, what they want their new premiums for 2024 to be back in the summer. Mm. Um, and then by the time October rolls around, October, November, they finally get the green light from the Department of in Insurance. And so there is a strict amount of regulation. So there's no negotiating. There's no me getting, you know, a cheaper deal, so to speak. Uh, but what you do pick up with a different advisor is better service, uh, better tools, maybe a better approach. Uh, something that we do that's very different uh, from most insurance agencies is that we focus on, you know, growing your company or helping organize and develop your people within the organization. Uh, so, yeah, we, we want to put those insurances in place, those employee benefits, because they, we think they're a necessary tool, but they're a tool. And so we're looking to bring other tools to, the, uh, to your small business to help you grow and do it responsibly and not just put it in this year, but also look at year two, year three, year four, and the longevity of your company. Um, and so you can get that from different advisors. Uh, you definitely get that from us, and uh, we certainly appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So, Brian, as we wrap up, any major final thoughts you want to add? No, I think just, you know, the topic of the podcast is just misconceptions. And so I really challenge people to kind of change their thought process on employee benefits. Yeah, there is cost to it. There is some management to it. Um, but there is a huge return on investment. 
And so don't look at them negatively because you're not helping yourself out. You're leaving a bad impression on your employees uh, when you do that. And so don't let your employees look at you as a paycheck. Look at them, let them look at you as more of a great place to work and a place that I get developed and people who care about me. So when it comes to benefits, if you live in the state of North Carolina and you are interested in learning more, how, what is the best way to get in touch with us, Brian? Uh, grab the website, upstreamadvisory.com, uh, upstreambenefits.com, get you there as well. Um, and so we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us a, a note there, a contact form. Um, but uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, take care of you. I think that's about all we can, we can take for today. I think we went through some good content. Um, reach out to us, and uh, hopefully we added some value here today. And we will continue being here every other week on Tuesdays to, to add value. So we thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Be well, guys.